If you're in search of a little escapism, legendary storyteller LeVar Burton is Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> All new episodes of LeVar Burton Reads. Each week, LeVar blends immersive soundscapes and his unmatched narration style to fantasy, mystery, and sci-fi stories from famous authors like Octavia Butler, Neil Gaiman, and Ray Bradbury. Your daily life will seem light years away. You can hear new episodes of LeVar Burton Reads every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. I'm so excited. I love Neil Gaiman. I finally found the nerve to say <laughs> I'm gonna make a change in my life starting here today. I surrender all my love. I never thought I could. I'm giving all my love away. There's only one reason that I would. And maybe it's you. The way I want to commend you because you stayed on the same key. Oh, did I? <laughs> the whole that you did. There was no fluctuation in key, and that I think is a first, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I really do. Well, look at that. Two years. It only took two years. We speak your name. Thank you so much, sis. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. Jade. We're back to talk about adulting, the scam that is adulting, (laughs) all things adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations. And the taxes. You just got a couple of days left now, Saints. Get mm. your taxes in. Um, but yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, so much and not a lot. Um, you know, finally getting things together at home. and mm-hmm. the get, It's coming together. The space is coming together. Thank you, sis. I'm trying. And it's good um, in there. It looks good. You know, we trying to make it, you know, Pinteresty out this bit. So... <laughs> Um, getting that together and and you know getting ready for LA this weekend for the team Indeed. typing fast, ladies. Uh, it's with it's it's a push. We're in the we're in the final leg of this relay race. Um, we're looking forward to heading to LA this weekend. We're gonna have an amazing time. Our event design, our event designer. Um, has promised that the space is going to be beautiful. The caterer has promised that the food is going to be delicious. And our panelists have promised that they are going to be their brilliant, uh, compelling, beautiful selves. So I'm excited about the conversation that will take place at the Women of Color and Community Brunch. Um, Thank you to everyone who has supported. We have just about sold out. There's literally like one and a half tickets left. Mm. So if you're trying to get there, it would be in your best interest to uh, pull the trigger <laughs> because um, I'm if if um, things go according to plan, uh, we will sell out. And I'm really, really excited and grateful to say that um, doing my damnedest to make sure that we create a beautiful space for women to come together and uh, 
be equipped with the tools that they need to do their work. And that is not at all limited to just academics or just corporate professionals, but entrepreneurs, creatives, educators, uh, women of all kinds. We all have work to do. And oftentimes we are often underrepresented and undersupported in the spaces that we find ourselves in. And I mean, for me, and we'll talk about this more around the kitchen table, but I am learning the value of community. Um, and it's really like real life to me. Like I'm not just selling a gimmick or trying to push something off on you guys, but my community, the people, the women that I have around me, the women who believe in me, the women who speak into me, they sustain me in ways that I, I am unable to sustain myself. Women like Jade and Crystal and Keisha and Sarah and Dr. Anita and um, Tiffany, the budgetista and Lovey and Fran. These women rally around me and speak into me and believe in me and believe in teen typing fast when I start to doubt whether or not it will work. Um, so I'm coming into the brunch like living this, right? Like we are all in spaces where we're doing very difficult things. And to be honest, it's not been easy to try to pull together an event in a city that is 3,000 miles from where you live. Oh, I know. I have learned <laughs> a lot through this process and I have been stretched and pulled and it has hurt. It has been uncomfortable. It has been, it's been painful. It has been exhausting. And many, many times I have said, what the hell am I doing this for? <laughs> but um, like Tiffany, the budget Nisa says with her brilliant self, uh, easy teaches you nothing. Mm. Mm. Easy teaches you nothing. You she learn always nothing. comes through with a word. With a word, right? You learn nothing from easy. Um, so it is in these moments of the stretch that we that we are pushed to be who we are supposed to be out here, right? That's so it. if you drag in this week or you feel like this week is dragging you, remember that easy teaches you nothing. That means that you're just getting better and it sucks. I listen. You're not going to get me to tell you that it feels good because it don't. But it'll be worth it, man. It'll be worth it. It will. And I can't wait to be in the place. I'm so yes, excited. going to be our able host. Yes, and I'm going to be yeah. able. I'm going to be yes, so indeed. able. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have time. We're going to have a good time. And we're looking forward to hanging out in L.A. with the beautiful ladies um, of the the Los Angeles metropolitan area and others. I mean, people have hit me telling me that they're getting on planes and, and stuff for this. And my mind is of blown. Of course they are. Hello. But we are. They? We appreciate you. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to do everything within my power to make sure that it is a worthwhile investment. Um, we understand that you don't have to do this, but because you've chosen to do this, we will honor that and make sure that you get the bang for your buck, sis. You will. I promise you, you will, because I've been at every single event thus far. Has. And I can tell you that it only gets better every single time. So I'm excited. Sarah got the keys. Dr. Anita got the keys. We about to be out here unlocking the doors. It's about to be lit. Your host is going to be so high. It's going to be <laughs> Of <great>. course. <laughs> who, who expects you not to be high? I don't know. Hello, we're gonna be on the West Coast. What do you Hello. expect? <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to everybody, all sponsors, supporters, everybody. We're gonna be it's gonna have gonna be fun. And um can't wait to tell you guys about it next week, man. I can't wait.
Um, so yeah. Um, also, I'm leaving LA and going straight to Toronto to AERA, the American Education and Research Association National Conference. If you're gonna be at AERA, man, I know I'm booked. I'm booked. Um, I'm not presenting anything this year, though. I'm coming to be in the professional development space. Um, so this is like one of my favorite um, things t- that I get to do. This is when I get to come and learn and grow and hang out and connect. And I don't have to be like on stage or on program, as my grandfather would say. <laughs> but um, I get to come and kick it. So if you're going to be at AERA, hit me up, man. Send me a tweet or a DM or what have you. Perhaps we can have a little... Me, I'm I'm, I'm going to be at all the black functions. Powwow well with my sis. I'm rooting for everybody black at AERA. So if you if you are going to be at AERA, shoot me a holler, Dun Dun, and we're going to have a good <laughs> good time. I know, right? Wasn't that like 2006? Shoot me a holler, Dun Dun. <laughs> all right, Yo, man. I found a I found a uh, in my moving searches. I found a poem that a nigga wrote me. Like, oh God. 17 years ago where he called me his whiz <laughs> what a disaster i i don't remember the whole poem but a whiz. i remember he called me his whiz is he like calling you p i know no don't niggas say i gotta take a whiz <laughs> no like how how wu-tang how method is oh <laughs> he was like keep the poem was called jaded one day oh. i'll find it again and then i'll read it to you all because he told what? me to keep rocking my pretty toes while he keeps rocking the shows oh my god what a niggardly <laughs> story it's the blackest story i've heard today thank you for that dun dun just reminded me of that i know right he called me his whiz shoot me a holla dun dun <laughs> Remember when we used to talk like that, like in real life? Woo! Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yo, when using no words. Mumble rap is actually not a new thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like the kids be out here thinking they're doing something new. We not. used to say nothing as well. We have continued to say nothing through the years. I mean, for generations. Just so you all know, these velvet right, chokers man. you're wearing, they... Listen, <laughs> hello? It's the a girls really be out here. They be out here dressed like Blossom and Six. Okay. Sis. Literally, like, you out here dressed like Moesha, <laughs> ma'am. Yo, you're dressed like Moesha, <laughs> especially with these ugly sneakers. Like, child, this is nothing new. Uh, God bless you. <laughs> with the platform sandals. The girls are out here looking like I looked in 1997. Sis, God bless you. Spice Girls. Hello. <laughs> but anyway, let's I know y'all on. think y'all being new and innovative Never. and chic. You're not. But for real, these flannel shirts are not fooling anybody your baby doll dresses and combat boots nothing not, new not even a little bit okay your overalls your delias <laughs> listen <laughs> done cute that. for we you did we did that done done <laughs> done done been done done and we're done done with that done done <laughs> all right let's get into this trash man let's go one thing on the trash this week um and i'm i'm gonna try to stay real calm during this well sis i think it's okay to be emotional because i mean it's 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 terrible (laughs) it's terrible in every way so don't i don't want you to feel like you gotta hold it together because sometimes falling apart is apropos so nipsey hustle um 
was shot and killed outside his store uh, yesterday. And um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it has really, it has really hit really hard for me. Uh, my husband is a huge Nipsey fan and has been for as long as I can remember. And has, I've since become a fan in in the past, you know, eight years or so. Um, I, you know, I know there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of things. What I, what I've been most focused on is his family and who he's left behind, his love, his children, um, his family, his brother. And I, I can only imagine the hurt that they're dealing with, especially having lost people that I'm close to and then having, you know, loved ones who have lost people who are close to them. So I, I can only imagine the pain that they're dealing with right now. And I'm, it's heartbreaking for me. Um, it's heartbreaking for all of us. For all of um, us. You know, um, I can't say that I have, I'm an I'm a authority or aficionado when it comes to Nipsey's music. Um, or, you know, that side of him. Um, but either way you slice it, this is a tragic, tragic, tragic story. Yeah. Um, not a story, but like this is actually somebody's father, husband, partner, mm-hmm. son, brother, friend. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like loss is literally one of the most difficult things in life to have to to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know that I'm no stranger to it. What really pains me is um, how flippant and dismissive people can be or have been or how quick to even judge someone in their death. Um, because honestly speaking, was Nipsey a perfect person? No. Am I? Mm-hmm. No. Right. But I I just wish that people would choose to remember and honor, um, you know, who Nipsey was as a man, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a scholar, as a thinker, as a thought leader, as a real estate mogul, as a, you know, a leader in like, like STEM in innovation and education. What people don't know about Nipsey was that he was more than just banging. Like, it, like way, 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 way more. And if that's all you care about at this time, then you're I don't care. You're to be willfully ignorant. And you're, and you're thinking it's small. And I would, I would, I would encourage you to open your mind to the complexity of the human experience and to engage your humanity and compassion in ways that recognize that even if you disagree with things that Nipsey has said or done, um, that does not give you license to make light of the fact that a life was lost and lost in a stupid, tragic, dumb, 
uh, way. Um, and he's leaving behind children and, and um, a family that loves him. Um, but, but what gives me hope is that the legacy that uh, of his life and his work and his contribution to culture will live on through people like us who will continue to speak well of him. So much um, legacy. He, he has done so much. So he started much. with his, his community that he grew up in, that he, that he, that he came up in, that he struggled in. He started in that community and it wasn't just talk. It was action. Like he talked about this long ago. He talked about building generational wealth and, you know, um, building things that will sustain us as opposed to, you know, liabilities and, you know, investments. Like he spoke about these things from early. And then he, when he got the assets and the resources to do so, he made moves and he actually he did infrastructure, it. Right. He made an infrastructure. He put resources behind his words. And what I respect the most about Nipsey and watching his career progress and him evolve as a man was that when you know when we when we're young and we're ignorant we do what we know to do Mm -hmm. which is oftentimes stupid things right Mm -hmm. but when we when we learn and when you know better you do better and I can honestly say that it was really apparent to me as a fan, as a consumer, that when um, when Nipsey when Nipsey learned, you could see changes in his behavior. Mm-hmm. Like when he when he learned when he got more information, the more and more his insight grew and his perspectives changed. You you saw um, him move differently, mm-hmm. and in in ways that were true to himself. And what what really resonated with me about Nipsey is that he was often in spaces where people never expected him to be. Mm-hmm. He opened the first smart store in the entire world. Um, he invested into STEM education and making sure that black and brown students learned science and technology mm-hmm. um, and learned that there was a place for that in the hood. Because oftentimes people make you feel like when you learn and when you grow and um, when you... Um, when you get access to certain education and certain opportunity that you got to leave the hood behind. But Nipsey was always investing and pouring that information and those resources back into the community that raised him up. And he didn't compromise. Like it wasn't like, he was always Nipsey, you know, he was still wearing the clothes that he wore and talking, (laughs) talking how he talked, you know, and and that resonates with me because, you know, I aspire to be the same to in every space. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I wear door knockers and pop my gum sometimes doesn't negate the fact that I have, you know, access to information and I'm now seated at, seated at tables where I can, Mm -hmm. I can make a difference and I don't have to compromise. Like those things are not mutually exclusive. They can, coexist Mm -hmm. at the same time so I think even in this tragedy as we celebrate um life and celebrate Nipsey's life Mm -hmm. we hey hey Nisi she said hey Nisi (laughs) okay close the door ASAP Noah. Always put her two cents in. But yeah, I'm just saying, as we as we celebrate his life and legacy, um, even in this tragedy, we can remember and point to the fact that, you know, 
the seeds that he sown, you know, run deep, the you know, deep roots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things, the investments that he's made will continue to return for years to come. And that's what, that's what <sighs> gives me joy. But I will continue mm-hmm. to pray for Lauren mm-hmm. and the children, his entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to compare. It's not about me, but I'm just saying I know what it's like mm-hmm. to have someone that you love ripped away from you without any warning. Mm-hmm. And my heart breaks um, because there's not much you can say when something like this happens to a person. Um, but I've just been praying yeah. to God that the perspective, the insight, the strength that he gave me when I was going through, that he will do the same for the people who are dealing with loss Mm -hmm. Um, specific to this this situation and others, you know. Um, I have friends who are dealing with loss right now. It's a common thing. People are struggling. I'm still grieving. Everybody's grieving. It just sucks. But Nipsey, man, thank you for your work. Yeah. Thank you for your life. And uh, we, we will continue to do the work that you started. Yeah, you, um, if anything, he deserves that because he worked hard. He worked really hard to get to where he was. And he really, like, used all of his smarts and all of his will to uplift, to uplift the community. And it's just so sad that it was just taken away from him like that. And I just, I, you've said everything beautifully, but it, this is really, uh, this is really, this is really hit a, hit a, hit a spot. So. It's okay to be sad. Um, and to sit with your sadness. I think we get desensitized to this kind of stuff all the time and people feel like they just gotta be okay and move forward. But. This is terrible, and I think we all deserve to sit in the terrible. I don't remember. Um, um, I don't remember like a heavy feeling like this on the black community, and a loss. Well, I guess a lot of people were really upset about Michael Jackson, but that's I'm not even getting into that right now. Um, but like I, I remember when Biggie passed, mm-hmm. and that was a. That was a really big, that was a really big thing. Um, I remember when Pac passed and it just feels like another, just another young black man. And th- and like, like he has said, Nipsey, it's not even just the surface things that you've seen. Nipsey was investing in, in, in um, affordable housing for those in the community he had scheduled meetings to sit down and talk about violence against kids in the neighborhood with the LAPD. Like he was doing the work and it's just so unfortunate that somebody who's doing that much work has their life taken away from them like that. And all their loved ones have to sit back and deal with the loss of a loved one like it's it's both sides that are so unfortunate 
So um, I don't want to, you know, dampen the tone of the of the whole show, but I, I wanted to make sure that we paid respects to his name. And like Kia said, yes, he's had some some flawed moments, but we are we're human beings and flawed moments don't discredit all of the good things that we've done in our life. Right. Um, and hopefully those flawed moments are teachable moments for a lot of us. And we can use those to learn, to learn more about each other. But, you know, I did want to pay respect to his name and we can, we can move forward to the shout out. Well says this. My sister's popping right now, like. All right. So we have a shout out this week and we're, that we're going to read from a listener. It says, right. hello, Jade and Kia. I'm writing this email as I'm on the sick and shut-in list. Oh, Get no. well soon, sis. Feel better. But I wanted to take the time to shout out a really good friend of mine and her dope business. She's currently a part of Team Type and Fast as she's currently hey. working on her MFA in narrative writing at UGA. Hey, go All Bulldogs. Right. All right. But she's also the founder and CEO of Dope Sister LLC. Dope Sister is a support group for women of color. Our mission is to empower women by celebrating sisterhood in the form of support, celebration, love, and healing. It is important that we advocate for one another. Being dope comes with hard work and little reward. But in the struggle of starting that business, leaving that toxic relationship, losing weight, seeking mental help, remember to reward yourself. <clears throat> it makes you that much more of a dope sister. It really isn't just a phrase. It's a lifestyle, a movement. She currently puts out a weekly video called Mental Health Mondays and a monthly digital magazine, all which can be found on her Facebook page, which we will link in the description box. In addition, she's also putting on an event called Girl, You Ain't Crazy, where you can join her <laughs> along with a group of professionals in our sister talk. They'll be discussing ways to treat and love ourselves, how to calm the crazy while we debunk the strong black woman narrative. It's going to be real and fun. All this will take place May 10th in Greensboro, North Carolina. I love it. Just want to send a special shout out to my dope sister, Dorothy Lennon McFarland from another dope sis, Gina. So beautiful. We wanted to shout out Dorothy for this wonderful collective that she's put together. It sounds Amazing. very much like a team typing fast event. I love it. It's necessary. It's totally necessary, necessary because there us. is a lot of stigma around, um, you know, the anxiety, just managing the anxiety that comes with life. Yep. Absolutely. And girl, you ain't crazy is a perfect name. <laughs> that's, sure usually, that's usually how we, you know, broach the conversation, right? Girl, ain't nothing wrong with you. Ain't like nothing this is wrong hard. with you. We're all um, going through it. We are all out here struggling. I think I think I'm all for spaces that are safe enough where we mm -hmm. can kind of take off um the mask that we have been conditioned to wear all the time. The mask that says, Oh, girl, my life is amazing. Everything mm. is wonderful. I'm not worried about nothing. I ain't got no worries. Like that's baloney and bull. So yes. honey, any any space where we can just kind of say, Well, listen, I'm here at work today. My clothes are clean, but my house is not. Mm. <laughs> Hello, and I good could, morning. Call, you know, good morning. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Because it was either one or the other. Either 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 I was going to bust down that bathroom or wash these clothes. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I'm um, here right now. The hot water was off this morning for whatever reason. I definitely took mm -hmm. a 12 degree shower, but here's that's, my face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's not as, as moisturized as I'd like it to be, but I'm here and but I'm it's on here. time. So please. 
So yeah, shout out to what's her name, Dorothy. Dorothy Lennon McFarland. I love it, and um, Gina. And Gina for writing in. Yes. Yes, indeed. Shout out to y'all. If you're in the Greensboro area, please check out Girl, You Ain't Crazy. Yes, I May wish 10th. I could go. We're going <laughs> to put the link to the Facebook in the description box so you guys can check out um, Dorothy's weekly videos and monthly digital magazine. And I'm sure she'll also have information about the event on her Facebook page as well. So make sure you check that out in the description box. Thank you, Gina, for writing in. Yeah, man. And, Great work. Uh, Let's move on to this to this kitchen table. Let's do it right now. With more than 70 sizes, that's 7-0, including their signature half cup sizes, Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel. Just answer a few simple questions via Third Love's Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Then, thanks to Third Love's 100% fit guarantee, you can wear, wash, and put your bra to the test for 60 days. And if you don't love it, you can return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. That's dope. Mm. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. With straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. So I'm a certified Third Love fan now. Mm. I think I'm on my my third Third Love bra <laughs> um, because the fit is really phenomenal, and that old half cup situation is really right up my street. Because you know I got the asymmetrical situation where you know. You know, my left breast is really out here. The right one is just trying to keep up. <laughs> so third love really helps me to live my very best life because, you know, it, you know, speaks to my situation in the exact way that I needed to. So take the Fit Finder quiz, ladies. That half cup size will bless your life if you are anything like me. Third love knows. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a bra for you. Indeed. Third Love knows that a perfect that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Um, go to thirdlove.com slash grown now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown 15% off today. If we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, all of which are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Plus, with Lola's customizable subscription, you get to choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And you can even change, skip, or cancel at any time. I love my Lola products. Uh, I love the fact that they're clean and I don't have to worry about my body going into shock or rejecting anything because it's all natural. I know that I, I care about her as much as I care about anything else on my body, absolutely. if not more. As you very well should. So I, that's why I absolutely love Third Love. I love the fact that their tampon applicators are BPA free. They leave me worry free. Um, I did, they're delivered right to my door so I don't have to worry about going into a Walgreens and standing on a long ass line because that shit is super annoying. I absolutely love, love, love my Lola. So for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter GROWN when you subscribe. 
That's mylola.com and enter grown for 40% off all subscriptions. All right, y'all. Um, last week, I got a lot of uh, positive feedback um, from last week's episode where I, you know, before we started talking about, um, got got to the meat of last week's show, mm. we talked briefly about the concept of readiness. Um, and a lot of people was like, yes, girl, let's talk about it. So girl, why you we're going ready. <laughs> right. So I um, so I, I thought it would be good to kind of circle back around and have the conversation now because I find myself in um, a place where I've been questioning my readiness for the things that I said that I wanted, the things that I, the things that I prayed for things that were once goals that that are now actual factuals in my life and trying to manage and negotiate um how to thrive in the new seasons and the new spaces I find myself in mm. and I'm gonna be real transparent this is probably not gonna be a show where you walk away with you know the three keys to mm-hmm. <laughs> ensuring that you're ready but more Dama just, is not here Right, just having <laughs> just having some transparent conversation, yeah, around the struggles of, you know, girl, why you never ready? <laughs> right, managing different phases in your life, and and never feeling ready. So I kind of feel like you know how when you know you going out with your friends, and or you and your friends have plans, and then your friend hits you up and say, "Where you at?" and you say, "I'm on my way," but you still in the shower. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that metaphor applies yes. to to my life right now. Mm-hmm. And in that, you know, work is popping. Um, like, and then, you know, got the promotion at work, managing different projects. My 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 responsibilities and my portfolio is growing, right? So, which is, these are all good things. Mm-hmm. But you get asked to do stuff and you're thrown out there and doing different things. And it's like, oh, shoot. So I know I said I had wanted to do this, um, but now that I really have to do it, it's like, well, man, <laughs> mm. I don't really know if I really knew how to do it. I just thought it would be a good idea at the time. And now that, you know, the task is at hand, I don't really know. Um, so I kind of feel like, you know, I told my boss that I'm on my way, but I'm I'm still in the bed. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm kind of, that is hard for me. Um, because people who are used to doing well at everything often struggle, not not well at everything, but doing well. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I struggle around struggling. (laughs) 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 It's like, what you mean? Like I usually win at work. This is where I'm winning, right? This is where I'm winning. No, Mm -mm. but right now it's like, I'm, I'm literally kind of finding my way through and it's been tough. So I just wonder like, since do you ever like what does it mean to be ready? Do you ever think that you can be ready for certain things in life? Wow, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> like nothing, right? I'm trying I, <laughs> I, when I was thinking about what we could talk about like I'm thinking about the big things in life. Are you no. ever really ready? No. As a person who has gotten married, right? As a person who's had a kid, right? A person who's had new jobs and all time. I can literally tell you that Jay-Z, I really think we need to call this episode Girl, Why You Never Ready. Girl, Why You Never Ready. But as long as you took, you better look like Halle Berry. 
<laughs> or Beyonce. <laughs> Sorry. But Why it's true. Like, ready? I don't feel like I've ever been ready for anything in my life. Even when I kind of knew certain things would come. Like, right. I mean, full disclosure, me and Tristan was raw in for a minute, right? So... <laughs> So it's like, what all right, show well. this is. what a show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we raw for a minute. Like, you know what happens when you, you know, you just psh, let it go. Um, and lo and behold, you know, there comes a Noah. She started growing and baking. And it's, even still, I was not ready. Then they talk about this nesting phase. Even still, I was not ready. Um, and as you speak about like career, you know, I'm, I'm not. These niggas are mad loud. It's okay. Still not ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's supposed to have been in the bed. Still not ready. <laughs> um, but as I as as I as I progress in my career too, trying to figure out new like new things that I'm gonna do and how to do them, right? So I don't wanna like go all the way balls out because I'm working on a project that I want you guys to be excited about when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But Justin, like, you know, had the idea years ago and then trying to, you know, figure it out and and form it into something that makes sense for me, who I am. And then now putting together the actual logistics and it's like, okay, we're going to have to get these people to get on the project and we're going to have to rent this equipment and we're going to have to do this and that. And it's like, whoo, and you got to make a decision about this and where do you want this? And I realized like, oh, I've been a project manager. I've been a production manager. I've put together whole, like, whole Ralph Lauren stores. <laughs> I've put together all manners of things, whole brand management events, like, all types of shit. And I am now, but at those times, there were other people that I, you know, I could ask mm-hmm. those questions, like, or I can go through those logistics and say, okay, so what do you want to do? And now I'm the person that everybody's looking at saying, right. okay, so what do you want to do? And I'm not ready for that. I'm still not ready for that. I think, yeah, I mean, that's, that's totally real and totally fair. Um, and for me, it's been, I mean, yeah, it's when I think about life, I don't feel like I've ever felt ready for anything and still don't. Right. So, um, (laughs) when, when Fury was first talking about, uh, getting grown, it was like, Ooh. What? It was like, you know, like, that's, okay. That's coming. I'm not. Right. <laughs> huh? What? No, I'm just laughing at you. What? You, you, I'm just laughing at you. you. Your mannerisms just tickle me. What did I do? C- continue. It's, com- <laughs> it's coming out. What's coming out? Just go, sis. Oh. You know, I, now I'm going to be thinking about what you said the whole time. You're irritating. Oh, you make me sick. Either way. But I'm just saying like, um, you know, when it, when it, when we were talking about it initially, mm-hmm. when it first was on the table, it was like, okay, well, I don't really feel like I, people are going to li- like, for what? Um, the same thing for, um, you know, in any other, any other venture that I've done, we did the team type of fast you know, brunch in DC. And it was like, okay, you want to go to another city? Okay, we do New York. And it's like, okay, so now y'all want to go to another city. And it's like, LA, I'm not ready for that. Like what? Who has that? Like who has, you know, who has that kind of insight? Who has those kinds of resources? Um, And what I've found, 
And you can say the same thing for the dissertation, anything that I'm, anything that I'm working on, papers that I'm publishing, anything. I've never, ever really felt like I was ready um, mm-hmm. at first, right? It's more like you're not feeling you're ready, but surrounding yourself with people who say that you are mm-hmm. um, and who push you to, to start, even though you don't really feel like um, you're ready. And, you know, it's just, it's really, I think that's what I'm trying to draw from mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as I find myself in this space now. Um, and I guess, I, I guess my next kind of thing is like, how do, how do we get comfortable with never being ready or never feeling ready? And I, or, or should we be aspiring to like feel more ready? Like, I'm like, is it? Like where where I don't know. So I I liken it almost to getting ready for an event, right? Like actually getting ready. Like and getting dressed. That, yes. Or and now back to Jay Z's line, girl, why are you never ready? <laughs> like right. I feel like that is 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 true. It's a true it's a true question because when we're getting ready for events, right, we know everything that we need to do to get ready for an event, right? We know we have to find an outfit. We know that if it's like, if this is an event, let's say it's an event, you know, you got to find an outfit and you got to find your makeup artist. You got to make sure your hair is however you want it to be, your shoes, all that, right? You know what time you got to leave, how you get in there, how long it's going to take. You've probably prejudged traffic, but yet and still every event, we are scrambling until the last minute to get ourselves together. Even knowing how long it takes to do makeup or get your makeup done, how long it takes you to take a shower, how long it takes you to do the things you need to do to get yourself together. I think just when it gets to the adrenaline of actually doing it and it gets to like the actions of actually doing it, it always comes down to the last minute. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that needs to be in our lives. That's not a metaphor for, yes, it's okay to procrastinate and and everything needs to be down to the last minute. But I think it's it's growing more comfortable with the idea that you may not always be ready. And if you could kind of shake that idea. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be ready for everything or that's even realistic. Then you're going to set yourself up for more stress. You know what I'm saying? It makes me think of what we say all the time in terms of like, Having a plan, but being flexible. Right. Right. So I think it's that like readiness may mean, and I'm, I'm processing this as I'm talking. So mm-hmm. pardon me if it don't make no sense, <laughs> but readiness for me may, may mean that, um, it's like you having the agility to move when things don't go as you expected or anticipated. Mm-hmm. So you have a plan um, and you know, like, I mean, if you're expecting, right, if you're a mom, if you're, if you're a mom to be like, you know, eventually the baby's going to have to come out. Right. <laughs> right. And you have it all mapped out in your head about how things are going to go when the baby's going to, you know, be sleeping through the night. And when, when the baby's going to, you know, roll over and start walking and moving and things, um, or having a plan on like, you know, when you're going to be able to go back to work or, you know, different things. Um, but, you know, just being open and amenable to the fact that the, how you see it going <laughs> may not be how it goes, um, but you still got to find a way to keep going mm-hmm. um, and to start with your plan, but 
if your plan, you know, turns out to be some bull swanky, <laughs> you got to just keep. You've got to you got to keep going, even if you're unsure of your of where you're where you you gonna place your foot in the next step. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to keep going. Um, so I guess um, in terms of like getting ready, mm-hmm. right? So with that in mind, does that change how we prepare? Um. I think it. Sh- I think it does. I think it should change the way we prepare in the sense where, a, we start to prepare our minds that we need to be more flexible and that things could happen. You know, and your mm-hmm. plan is not always going to go according to what your plan should be, and you find ways to be adaptable and flexible in whatever your plan is. Um, yeah. But you still stay on top of what you need to stay on top of. And do everything that you can in your power, you know, for preventative measures, Mm -hmm. (laughs) depending upon what that plan is. You take all the preventative measures that you can and you formulate as much of a plan as you can. And then just know that when event time comes, you know, if you get a a, a red smudge on your dress or you got whatever, you're going to figure it out. We're going to do the best we can. I think it to add to that. For me, I, what comes to mind for me is reframing success or reframing what it's working looks mm-hmm. like. So um, when I say that, I'm saying like, you know, you set your goal. Okay, so um, I'm starting this business or I'm doing these events and I'm gonna do three events in this in this year, and they all gonna sell out. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're all you know we're, we're gonna build momentum. Each one's gonna be bigger. Each one's gonna be better. And you know, ref- and that's what success is gonna look like for me. So at the end goal is to have three sold out events, three uh, or you know what whether they be fashion shows or brunches or what have you. Um, but for me, the readiness has been more about being open and amenable to the fact that all three shows might not sell out Mm -hmm. or, or that it might be two events instead of, instead of three, or it might be one, or I might do two. And then the third one, um, is, is not a in-person event, but it's a digital event or like, you know, just kind of like reframing what success means and then not and then not beating myself up should um things not go um according to the plan so readiness is 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 that being light on my feet um and compassionate to myself Mm -hmm. um giving myself grace and space to just kind of figure it out because it's okay if i don't know that's it's it. okay. It's okay if I don't know. And that's why I'm never ready. That's <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know. This is like when niggas ask me, why you ain't ever? Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with my hair. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't is, know what I'm, what shoes I'm going to wear. You're always I don't know. ready in the ways that you need to be. Like, Fair. So, for instance, I'm going to use the dinner party as an example, right? Mm-hmm, Santana mm-hmm. and I planned down and did everything we could to make sure that we, A, made this easy on ourselves because we have we have we have gone through some doozies. <laughs> so we made sure this we were easy on ourselves. We had everything as prepared as possible. 
Um, you know, we made specific lists. There was things we shot for. There was, we knew where we were sourcing things from, got all that together, right? Had the spot, got all of that together. And then the original tables that we ordered wouldn't fit in the door for the space. And we didn't learn that until they were being delivered. And so... From there, we had to figure out a plan B. Okay, so we had to talk to the rental chair place, rental places, try to get some different tables, whatever, whatever. Now, when I say be ready, as you're always ready in ways that you need to be, we if we would have been worried about like trying to do extra things with food or hadn't gotten our plates or source certain things or what have you, then we would really be in the thick of okay, we have now, we now have this thing with these tables and these chairs. And we also like have a shit ton of stuff that we need to do on this end. But because we got ourselves as prepared as we knew how to do with the things that we could control, mm -hmm. the things that we couldn't control when certain things happen, A, it was much easier to deal with them because we were so organized in what we could control. And B, it was like, okay, there, here's a little glitch in the system but let's look at this in a positive light. We got all these other things together so we can focus on this one problem. Right. And so the few little problems that came up for us, we were able to address them quickly and efficiently because we had our other shit together. Yeah. And so I say for you, you I, I always notice that even if you don't know what you're going to wear or how you're going to get there or what's going on with your travel or what have mm -hmm. you. You always have yourself together, your mental, you always have your presentations together. You always have yourself together and the things that you can control. Mm -hmm. And I think for all of us, that's a good example for all of us to to have the things to have the things ready and in control that we know that we can. So, and so that we can go with ease and we're not as freaked out when, you know, certain glitches happen in, in, in our particular system. That helps me because I, as we was just talking before the show, like I'm thinking about well, I'm looking into uh, buying a house. Mm -hmm. So, um, so proud. Oh. I'm, well, I feel like, well, well, let's be proud when I actually have a house because <laughs> I'm just, just we'll see. What's black Again, and white big all over kids house. <laughs> um, I think, I think, um, this is another thing that I don't feel ready for, but I've surrounded myself with people who, uh, you know, know more, have more experience and have been kind of guiding me through the process. But what helps me about what you said is that even in my uh, trepidation, mm -hmm. <laughs> my fear and and even worry about this whole thing and, you know. I'm really just trying to be diligent about the things that I have control over. Mm -hmm. um, so, whether you know, and, and doing the best that I can. So I'm not pulling down, you know, money such that I got, you know, stacks of cash ready, you know, to just, you know, throw at this, mm -hmm. at this thing. Um, but there are other resources and things in place that may work for me. So I've been trying to avail myself to learn more about that so that I can, so that I can, um, you know, try to navigate this process yep. um, as best I can. And it is for me coming to terms with the fact that that's okay. So even if I get in here and they tell me, okay, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I, and it might not move in the time with mm -hmm. which I anticipate it, then it's not a loss, right? It may be a setback or a delay, mm -hmm. but delays are not always, you know, 
negative. We don't have to look at it as like a denial or a sign that it's not going to happen, but it just may be that the level of readiness that I have right now may not get me to where um, I want to be. And it may mean that I, I might need to save for three more months or, you know, take care of some credit stuff or, you know, just do better about certain things. Um, and if that be the case, then I will make those adjustments and, you know, keep, keep it pushing. Um, but it's about even through, you know, like you said, being, being in control of what I know that I'm in control of, um, and having the information that I have, um, working with that and then just being open to learning and being okay with not knowing. Cause I think a lot of times we get the pressure that we feel a lot of pressure to kind of show up in these spaces as if we've, we've been here before Mm. and that's just not the case. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's one of the things that I wish that adults, um, would have been more transparent about as I was growing up, growing up. Um, and I understand, you know, having the, my mother's strength as an exemplar, uh, was awesome, but I also feel like seeing her vulnerability would have been, um, helpful Mm -hmm. such that when I come home and open this door and see that my house is not the way I want to look, want it to look, um, or that, you know, I didn't, I only checked off six of the 12 things on my to-do list instead of all 12 <laughs> mm-hmm. um that this it's okay um because even my mother made it look like she got everything done it wasn't until i got grown that she told me that you know a lot of the same stresses and Girl, struggles I had to sell my left nipple just to exactly make sure you, it's like God damn, you don't have a, left nipple. a lot of the stresses and struggles that she had you know, or that I'm experiencing, she experienced too. And I mean, even more so because when my mother was my age, she had two full children looking Ooh, at her like, shit. what Same. up? <laughs> Same. Like, what up though? So, I don't know, man. I appreciate those moments my mother would scream at me to get out of her face because <laughs> it makes me like feel better about myself as a mother now when my child is wearing on my nerves. And Absolutely. I know that I still love my mother and she was an amazing mother, but there were times when she wanted me to get out of her face. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I had to do so. <laughs> so so getting ready means that you 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 are first accepting that readiness is a process and not really like an outcome, right? So it's not like am I ready yes or no? Mm-hmm. I feel like readiness is getting ready is is is, is accepting that you always going to be getting ready. Yep. <laughs> Yes. Um, and it, it is being compassionate with yourself um, and, and moving forward through the fear. Um, and it is also, um, you know, doing what you can do um, when you can do it and not a minute sooner. That's it. <laughs> and that's it. And even though I thought we weren't going to have a list, I just gave a list. Yay. <laughs> Look at how shit turns mm. out. Look at how shit turns out. Kia that was got a list. Kia, Kia got a list. Kia got a list. Kia, All right. Kia got a list. We had three points. It was like a cope. It was an argument. It was a persuasive essay. It was. Out this B. Come on with this defense. We had a conclusion and everything. <laughs> Look at us. Fully Synopsis. Formed. I know, right? <laughs> Examples. So yeah, man. We are y'all ready? Y'all getting ready? I'm getting no. ready. We getting ready, but we ain't ready. 
<laughs> we ain't ready. And that's okay. And it's okay to not be ready sometimes. Because <laughs> be not being ready doesn't mean that you don't go. And it, it don't mean that, that you have to look like Halle Berry or Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, honey, because I sure don't look like neither one of them. Sis, me neither. Maybe Raven Simone. Oh, God. On that note, let us get away from this. Because <laughs> now you're talking plain crazy. Just dumb out your head. I'm from every continent in Africa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your mind is completely ate up. <laughs> Just going. You out here like Kanye West in these forests and trees. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That is where my mind comes to. Did you see that uh, Crystal, Crystal reposted his first interview on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians? No. Bruh, Kanye is gone. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Kanye is dead, son. I told you like, that. Yeah. His mind is eight up. That okay. nigga, first of all, first of all, can we just quickly? It's not even just the things he says; it's the way he says them. Kanye I mean, did not talk like this in two thousand. There was a moment, right? Because Chris was calling to his Kardashian accent. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> but, um, what it is. But uh, Nando said, like he po- he pointed it out, but. There was a, a a moment in the clip. It was like 32 seconds in where Kanye said something crazy and Kim made this face like, yo, this nigga is really dumb. Like she like looked up, like she like looked up and was like, yo, he is gone. Like, yeah, this nigga is Kanye is bananas. Gone. She was. And you know she knows it. She got to. You know she knows it. Do you have a bunch of stuff lying around the house that you just don't use? A pair of jeans that was only worn once, an old phone hiding in a drawer somewhere, or six maybe. Mercari is an app you can use to sell all of this stuff. They make it fast and easy to sell almost anything. Simply take a few pics of your stuff, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. Once it's sold, Mercari emails you a shipping label and you just send it off. No meetups with strangers, no hassles. And with Mercari, you can sell everything from fashion to electronics and toys to sporting goods. Over 100,000 items get listed on Mercari every day. Earn a few extra dollars and clear a valuable space in your home with Mercari. The app has over 300,000 reviews on the App Store with an average of a 4.8 star rating. So why not give it a try? I love ratings. That is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Don't let that stuff you don't use go to waste. Sell it, ship it, and get paid with Macari. You can find Macari on the App Stores or on Macari.com. M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Macari, the selling app. Honestly? Truly. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? Um... So we have an honesty box this week. Yay. And we're going to start off by giving her a pseudonym, just so we know who we're addressing. What you going to call her this week, sis? Let's call her um, Mabel. (laughs) (laughs) Mabel it is. All right. (laughs) A good sturdy black name. Hello, if it ain't sturdy, that's a lady who is like... Five foot Wait. nine, and she's got <laughs> hips for years. Yes, okay. honey, she got good hard candy in her purse. <laughs> Some Werther's original butterscotch. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Werther's honey, butterscotch and peppermints. Okay. So, hello, ladies. I want to start by saying that your podcast is a gem that I happen to stumble upon randomly. You guys are sending a great message to the folks. Keep it up. Thank you, Mabel. Thank you, Mabel. We respect thee. 
My concerns are not as pleasant as the claim stated above. Ooh, oh, that's an opening <laughs> statement. I know. I'm I've been dating nervous. my current partner for the past year. All when right. I first met, when we first met, he made it clear that he wasn't interested in sex first off, which was which I was fine with. Okay. Then after about two months, he would start making random excuses why he didn't want to have sex. After about four to five months, he finally told me that he can't get or hold an erection. Keep in mind that he is only 31 and I am 25. Blessed Jesus. We went through a lot of tedious tasks in order to get it back right. Get a prescription for the little blue pill, etc. We only have sex about once a month and it's really boring, awkward and weird. Honestly, since we sex comes around very seldom. You all can figure out what that's our sex. Maybe. The sex since okay. okay. Anyway, my sex drive is non-existent. Even mm. though we have been very honest with each other about the topic, the thought of being out of his life and he out of mine is kind of is kind of not normal. And I could seriously use a word from both of you. Please help. Thanks for reading, Mabel. Oh, Mabel girl. Ooh. So she's saying that she does not want to leave him. She doesn't want to leave him, but she hates the sex. Well, I think that there are, I mean, you know, I'm not an authority at all, (laughs) but um, I believe that in 2019, there are ways that you can get your itch scratched, sis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. there are just, there's so much technology and innovation out there in this particular area. Sis. Um, where I just believe that if the two of you put your heads together and gathered around a website or two, you might find some inspiration or apparatus that, that might get, you know, get your needs met. Mabel, um, there's people there's, who couldn't eat butter. They listen, created margarine. You know, I mean, where <laughs> there is a will, this might just be a... a a situation where you're going to have to put on your thinking capses and just really, and be honest. I would just be honest and say, 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 bruh, I'm really trying to do this with you um, and nobody else. Right. And, but this is, this is where I'm at with this. And I need to know if you would be open to us doing some exploring and just because I mean, and, and I mean, what I what I recognize is that because this is his issue, he might just, you know, and, and men have a tendency. I don't want to generalize, but like, you know, to compartmentalize things. I could totally see him just like thinking like, you know, like he can just sex. I mean, I don't sex. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, for him, it's just like this part of me doesn't work. So let's not talk about it. Let's not do it. And he's probably doing it out of this sense of obligation to you. Um, but I think this is something that you guys could work together to just get the both of you more comfortable around first communicating about sex and your sexual needs and then working together to figure out how he can support you and getting your needs met and you can support him and him getting his needs met. Um, But I commend you for your patience. Yeah. You are, God bless your heart, honey. Because the Lord Lord is, I really believe that the Lord is going to bless you for this. You know, there are some people who have, who are just built for certain, certain life circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, you know, you out here, Mabel, 
doing your thing, and I respect it. What you gonna say, sis? What you got? What you got for Mabel? I fully agree with everything you've said. There are many alternatives. Like Kia said, it is 2019. There are ways. There are ways for us to figure it out. Um, and if while you all are trying to figure it out on the medical end, on his end, on how he can get it up and keep it up, there's so many toys and like right. Kia said, like Kia said, apparatus. Apparati. <laughs> Apparati. Apparati. There's so many things. To try. There are, you know, there are clitoral stimu- stimulators. <laughs> well, go there, sis. There go are insertion and clitoral stimulations. Well, my God. There are See, video clearly, like <laughs> you are the authority. I'm over here like I'm not I the mean, authority I guess. at all. <laughs> you should go listen to horrible decisions. But <laughs> that's probably where you need to go. I'm sure they'll tell I mean, you every place that you That can might have been a qu- yes. You know, run this question by them. But, you know, if you coming from my if you want me to keep it all the way funky with you, I'm at 25 A like like Kia said, I'm giving you all the praise for even pushing through with this shit. And cause you really ooh, care about this man. I think really that's dope. Care. You really care about dope. this nigga. And I think that is commendable and beautiful because, you know, love comes, you know, far and few in between. Um, but there are alternatives for you to figure out how to get your get get your pleasure. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to pull a real nigga move. Um, this may be super ignorant, but mm. if they can say it, so can we. Oh, boy. You know when niggas like to say. I know what your gynecologist says, but what does your dentist say? (laughs) (laughs) Just because Uh, your dick doesn't work don't mean your mouth don't. (laughs) So all I'm saying is between between the tools that you can purchase and the tools that he has been equipped with orally. (laughs) Because when the Lord closes the door, he will open a window. Do you hear me? He will open a mouth. I'm just saying, Listen, let's, let's just meet and like make this thing a whole circle. <laughs> you got to use what you got <laughs> to get what okay. you want. Okay. <laughs> so, but I could listen, Mabel. I yes. hope that this is helpful. I will be praying. Yes. Yes. That you guys can come to some place of a mutual understanding about this because, you know, like it or not, I mean, just life, just life talking, right? Sex is a part of relationships. Like, that's just the bottom line. And if you want to have a healthy situation and this is a part of your relationship that's not functioning optimally, then you just kind of figure out how to make it function better. Um, That's it. There's ways. And that's it. I think that there are definitely ways. And there are professionals, people who know more than definitely me and Jade. Absolutely. <laughs> about about how to 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 go about this. So don't be ashamed to kind of seek out those resources and uh, get 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 what you need. Get what you need, sis. All right, all right. Let's move on to these petty peeves. Ole, do it. That was so like Negro spiritually. <laughs> I love it. And I want to be very responsible. Of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Ooh, it's time for the petty peeves. Oh, yes, it is. Whoa, yes, it is. Do you have a peeve this week, sis? I do. I, I very much do. So, um, 
I like to have sandwiches for lunch. Oh, yeah. I love a good sandwich. Mm. And, um, you know, you've got to have the meat to cheese ratio right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You've got to have the bread to innards of the sandwich right. Mm -hmm. You got, you know, you got to have a proportion. Yeah. Um, You've got to have your condiments Mm. right. Mm -hmm. Today, I feel like if you work in a place that sells sandwiches exclusively, <laughs> then it it behooves you to make yourself uh, aware of and build your expertise in, you know, all of the skills and techniques that go into a, a awesome sandwich experience. You cannot just be working at the Subway, the Jimmy John's, the Jersey Mike's, and you don't care <laughs> about the taste and the presentation of your sandwich. This is your product. This is what the people are paying for. The young man who made my sandwich today was sloppy. Mm. And it ruined my sandwich (laughs) experience. Even before I ate the sandwich, watching him literally throw my sandwich together made me want to come across the counter and punch him in his face. (laughs) I felt disrespected. I'm like, you don't respect my lunch. You don't respect my lunch. You don't respect me. Why you do is make lunch. Like, this this is what your job is. And you don't have any kind of pride in how you do your work like you out here literally like I usually get when when possible I get spinach instead of lettuce right try to get a little nutritional value into Mm -hmm. my sandwich Mm -hmm. so I asked for spinach tomato onion and pickles so I mean it's fair that maybe he didn't hear me say onion so he put the pickle on first and then like he was looking at me like what's next and I was like you know I said onions that man literally threw a fistful of onions at my sandwich Mm. and my whole hand got hot. I wanted to go back there like, nigga, did you just, what is happening? (laughs) And then I asked, I was very specific. I said, I would like a little bit of light mayonnaise. Oh, I knew this was coming. And when I tell you, this nigga put four tablespoons of mayonnaise on my sandwich. And I'm just looking at him like, and I asked him like, he put together the sandwich together so sloppily that when it was time to like close the bread, stuff was all spilling oh, all out. I and I asked know. him to cut it in. I asked him to cut it in half. He all holding it all stupid and cutting it. And I'm just <laughs> looking at him like, bruh, I don't even want to pay for this. Like I'm literally just like seconds off of saying, you know what? Never mind. Because you don't care about this sandwich. So why should I? <laughs> Why should I? Where were you? And I've been looking. You know, I like sandwiches for lunch. So, like, I'll be at my desk like, what, I'm going to get on my sandwich today? Like, I'm lit. Like, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to get this. It's going to be so good. Oh, my God. Huh? Where were you at? Jimmy John's. Oh, yeah. Nigga, how you going to fuck up a sandwich at Jimmy John's? I'm like, bruh, Jimmy John's got a formula. You know what I'm saying? do. Like, ugh. But, yeah, my petty peeve is a sloppy sandwich maker. I feel like if it is your job to make sandwiches, then you should take pride and all your sandwiches should be beautiful. That's all. That's how I feel. Just like all of the, all of the papers, the, the, the deliverables, the final reports, the publications, (laughs) the webinars, the things that come out of my office, the things that got my name on it. 
I give a damn about how they look and how they are received. Mm. So if sandwiches is what you produce, then it's your job to make your sandwich be amazing. That's it. Like, it's got to be an amazing experience. You should say everyone who has a sandwich that I made need to be like, this is the best sandwich I've ever made. And when you don't respect my lunch, you don't respect me. So the next time I go to that Jimmy John's, I'm going to be very petty. And I'm going to say, I would like this lady to make my sandwich because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Which will probably be tomorrow. You don't. And I'm just like, I'm not dealing with this. But that's not petty. That's yes, how is, I feel. It's fine. Uh, um, well, my petty peeve this week, I told you uh, I was for my child. <laughs> You know, Kia and I have spoken about asking people when they're going to get married, when they're going to have kids, Aww. when they're going to have more kids. But what we don't address is the children who impose their opinions on you and what they think that you need to be doing with your uterine. Wow. <laughs> it's, Tell it's them so how to, you feel, Noah. So today, uh, Tristan's cousin is here and um, she was here with her baby. So Noah's playing with her little cousin and she's like all up in her face and I'm trying to get her away from her. And it's apparent, you know, like every time we're around her, it's apparent that she would love a sibling. She loves babies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look at her. She just wants a sibling so bad. Like she just don't even know how to act every time a baby is around. And Noah turns around and goes, you're going to get pregnant soon. Oh, let me tell you one thing, sis. That's not your business. You have no authority in this house. You do nothing but eat yogurt and take a shit in my toilet. Like, you have no room to speak or anything. You are expensive. Don't tell me when I'm going to have a sibling for you, little nigga. Please and thanks. So that's my petty peeve this week is for my kid. I love her, but she worked my nerves. Well, I mean, get out my face. Probably the story of parents around the world. I just said, you know what? You deserve one of these petty peeves this week, little one. Yeah, man. Let's get it. Because every day you just eat my food and like lick my popsicles and like do nothing. You do nothing but dance to YouTube videos and make pictures and contribute nothing. But you go tell me I'm going to have another bit. And troll troll the hell out of me because you know that's what she loves to do. It's her favorite pastime. When Noah was speaking, when y'all heard Noah before, like you could see Jade literally telling Noah to get away, get away from the door, move. And Noah saw, she saw the distress on her mother's face. And what did she say? Hey, Kia. Like, she, I'm going to take this opportunity to, hey, girl. Like, I want to take this opportunity to maximize on your anxiety and panic and disgust. Of my this presence. is what I want. You know, you are totally disgusted by my presence in this room right now. So I'm going to make my presence even bigger. Woo, she's so aggravated. Why? Because that's your daughter. She's like a Twitter personality. She is. <laughs> hey, Kia! <laughs> you little asshole. Get out of here. <laughs> I love her dearly. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Noah trolls you like you troll me. She trolls me like I troll everybody. Absolutely. And I just... And I do particularly troll Kia, y'all. Just Absolutely. because every the anxiety time, that you can see on Kia's time she gets a chance... <laughs> She misses no opportunity. I don't, because I don't get to see her often, so it is what it is. Sorry, sis. It's okay, man. This so, is us. 
Absolutely. Uh, that concludes this week's episode of Getting Grown. We thank you for your patience. Yes. Um, and your contributions. Y'all been in the comments and in the tweets and everything really added to the conversation. So we really appreciate that. Thank y'all for the emails that you send Absolutely. and the shout outs that you give us. Um, we love, um, you know, kicking it with y'all around the kitchen table. So keep them coming. Yes. Getting Grown Podcast at gmail.com for those who miss it. Um, but it's always in the description box and we look forward to reading you all's emails, your honesty box, your petty peeves, your shout outs. So and graduation season's coming back soon. Is, is, is. I was going to say that. And so we'll um, be with those timestamps for that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, in the meantime and in between time, continue to drink your water. Moisturize and mind your business, watches. Because your black will crack if it's dry. Will. Bye. Bye.